Welcome to the Mom as a Midlife podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and the topic for today is codependency. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. After I did the podcast last week, episode 21 on helping versus enabling, I thought it might be helpful to do a topic on codependency because sometimes when someone's engaging in enabling behavior, there can also be a connection to being codependent as well. This is a bigger topic, and I've decided that I'm going to break it down into a couple of episodes so I'm able to explain it in greater detail, but also so I can give it in a little bit more bite-sized pieces instead of giving you a ton of information just on one podcast. So what exactly is codependency, and how do you know if this is something that's impacting you? Years ago, codependency was specifically used, or the word codependency was used specifically to describe relationships of dependency involving another person with somebody that was involved with an addiction of some sort. So codependency now is a little bit broader, and it's referring to a specific type of relationship in which there is a dependence and maybe even an obsession on another person related to their emotional, social, or sometimes in physical ways. The biggest concern with codependency is a person who is codependent will spend so much time taking care of another person or others that they forget to take care of themselves and they lose their identity. Codependents feel an extreme amount of dependence on certain people in their lives and take responsibility for their actions and feelings, and they may not even realize that they're doing this. They also will rely on others to define who they are, and they crave gratitude and a sense of being needed, like to an extreme. This can happen in romantic relationships, parental, family, and other types of relationships. With codependents, there are various behaviors that they will exhibit, so I'm going to list some of those. This is not an all-inclusive list, but it just gives you an idea of what some of the behaviors are or what they can be. They might have an extreme need for acknowledgement and approval. They're likely to be offended when their efforts aren't recognized by others. Dependence on relationship. They'll do all they can to stay in a relationship and avoid feelings of abandonment. They might have a compelling need to control others. They may not be able to trust themselves or others. They might find that identifying feelings is a challenge, uh, difficulty with adjusting to a change, um, having a hard time making decisions, having a hard time with with boundaries. Uh, They might have difficulty with intimacy and have poor communication difficulty taking care of their own needs and wants, and struggle with self-esteem. Now that we can see maybe what some of the behavior patterns of codependency are, the next question is, where does it come from, or how does it evolve? Codependency is commonly ingrained in childhood. A child might be raised in a home where their emotions are punished or ignored. 
they come to believe that their needs are not worthy of being paid attention to, which can result in feelings of shame and low self-esteem. Often, one or both parents are not attending to their role as caretakers of their children due to their own dysfunction, maybe from a mental health diagnosis, addictions, or other concerns. And sometimes when a parent isn't fulfilling their role, a child will step in to fulfill it, and then the lines become cloudy between the parent and the child's roles. These children can become so focused on filling in for their parents that they ultimately ultimately neglect their own needs. These codependent behaviors may be necessary for children to survive when they live in these circumstances. Yet when they become adults, these behaviors can inhibit establishing, establishing healthy relationships with others. When these children become adults, they may try to take care of others or try to, quote, save someone in their addiction or other behaviors so that they can feel important or empowered. Codependency can spill over into parenting also with their own children. There may be some parents who try to control their children in ways to meet their own expectations of how to be successful. Or other parents that have become codependent may try to protect their children from experiencing the hardships in life. This only increases the risk of codependency in children as parents make all the decisions for their children and do not encourage them to develop a sense of independence and be aware of their own desires. So without even realizing it, this cycle of codependency can continue into another generation. I wanted to give a few examples of what children might experience and then later develop codependent behaviors. These two examples that I'm going to share are taken from a book called Facing Codependency by Pia Melody. So this first example is related to a man named Joe. And Joe remembers an incident when he was four or five years old, crying. He went to his mother who was standing at the sink. Even though he held onto her skirt and sobbed into it, she just kept on washing the dishes and ignored him. When Joe went crying to his father, his father responded by slapping him. As an adult, it's very difficult for Joe to own or share the fact that he is experiencing pain. So Joe, from the time he was a young child, did not have his emotions acknowledged and he learned that basically his emotions weren't important. Now there's another example that the author of the book tells about a friend of hers that shared an experience with her that when she and her siblings were being needy and expressing it as children, and they would do so by crying, their mother would tell them, I can't stand you. You're causing me to go crazy. I'm going to leave, and it is your fault because you cry all the time. So this friend learned that expressing her reality resulted in abandonment. So when children's emotional needs are ignored or punished, they learn that their needs do not matter and that the needs of others are more important than theirs. This is a breeding ground for becoming codependent 
and developing behavior patterns that I mentioned earlier. To give a couple more examples of what this looks like in adulthood, I'm sharing another couple of examples from the same book on from facing codependency. And the first one is about a woman named Kitty. Kitty is a slim, pale young woman, and she's a cook at a fast food restaurant. She's very nervous and shy. Occasionally, she and a girlfriend whose name is Fran will go to the movies together. Kitty likes Fran, but only briefly will respond to Fran's comments and rarely looks at Fran in the eye or will voluntarily contribute anything to the conversation. When Fran tells her that she looks nice in her new outfit, she blushes and is tongue-tied. One night after the movie, Fran wanted to talk and suggested that they stop somewhere for a drink. As Fran talks, Kitty begins to think, Oh no, what am I going to say? What if I can't help her? I never know what to say. I don't understand what Fran sees in our relationship. Kitty, the whole time that Fran's talking, is preoccupied with fearful thoughts about her own performance and can't really listen to Fran, who is sharing her thoughts and feelings. At the end of the evening, because Kitty was afraid and couldn't listen, Kitty still doesn't know any more about Fran than she did before Fran started talking to her. Fran feels frustrated and shut out. In this example, Kitty is fearful about how she's interacting with her friend, and she ends up not being able to listen to her friend and distances herself emotionally and intellectually. One last example is about a woman named Jill. Jill has damaged internal boundaries around men she dates. When she's on a date, she mysteriously loses the ability and constantly worries if her date will approve of her opinions, her feelings, and her behaviors. She agrees to do things that she otherwise wouldn't do just to please a date. For example, she spent a Saturday at a hot, dusty rodeo cheering enthusiastically at each event even though she was bored and hated the smell, the heat, and the dirt. And if a date seemed to be irritated or depressed, she immediately blamed herself, frantically wondering what she could have said or done to bring it on. Dating has become a miserable and baffling experience for Jill. Just to summarize, someone who is struggling with codependency they are very dependent on others to define who they are. They have a constant need to be needed and will neglect their own needs to focus on the needs of others. They have a difficult time developing connective, intimate relationships with others, and they have a difficult time setting appropriate boundaries. There's a quote that I found related to codependency that I really like. Um, and how it explains what it is. And it says, codependency is a desire to be accepted at the cost of bearing your own voice or needs. Next week on the podcast, it will be a follow-up to this podcast. And I'm going to give some more details related to codependency, but more along the lines of what the focus is on the path forward to recovering from codependent behaviors. That's all I have for the podcast today. I will see you next week on the Mamas in Midlife podcast.